Have you ever struggled with fear in your life? Have you ever had the thought that I am not brave? Well, I'm here today to tell you that you are. Welcome to the Brave Podcast. I'm your host, Alexis Newland, and I'm so glad that you're tuning in here today. Each week, a friend and I get together and share stories of what makes them brave. So sit back, relax, enjoy your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and get ready for some engaging conversation. And remember, no matter what your story is, you are brave. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Brave Podcast. I am so happy to have you guys here today. Happy Wednesday. I believe this is episode number 64. So before I go on to the episode and all the awesomeness that you're going to find in my next guest, who I absolutely loved and we actually became friends after this, I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I am doing this weekend. So have you ever been like super just burnt out? Has ever happened to you? And even in doing good things, doing like ministry, like taking care of kids, working, all these things, you need a break. And the funny thing is, as I'm a recreation therapist and I teach people all about leisure and taking vacations and taking breaks, and I am horrible at it. (laughs) And so the Lord is like, you need a weekend away. So I'm going to go to Yosemite this weekend. I'm getting an Airbnb up in the Oakhurst, Awani area, which I'm super excited about. And then I'm going to go hike in Yosemite. I'll try to take pictures and video while I'm up there, but I might not. I just might just enjoy myself. So that's where I will be this weekend. And then the podcast will come to you on Wednesday. So yeah, I just am saying that to remind you, if you've ever been like me and you are kind of a workhorse, I am that way. I just work and work and drive myself. It is okay to take a break. And I am learning that it's okay to rest. You are not lazy. You are not slacking. Rest is so important. So that is what I'm going to go do this weekend. So I'm really excited about it. All right. My next guest is Bumi Laditan. And I may have butchered her name, and I'm really sorry if that happened. She wrote this book called Dear God. There are her prayers to the Lord, and she makes prayer so simple, so easy, and so beautiful. And I know for myself, prayer can be very difficult. I feel like I have to use these Christianese type words to talk to the Lord. And God's like, just talk to me. And so that's what she basically does. She put her prayers in this book and I could not put the book down. They were so, so great. And at the end of this podcast, I'll read one to you, one of my favorite ones. You guys, you're going to love our talk. We kind of talk about everything. We talk about prayer. We talk about what led her to write these for everybody to read. We kind of geek out on The Chosen, which if you guys have not watched that show, what are you doing? Gotta watch this show. It is absolutely amazing. And I will put links to The Chosen in the show notes. Awesome, awesome show. It's a portrayal of Jesus and his life. It's just amazing. I binge watch the show. It is just absolutely beautifully done, and we geek out about it for a good bit of the interview. And we also talk a little bit about Marvel and introvertedness, and it was just a great, great, fun interview. Also, you may hear outside noise during this interview. At the time, I was rushing from work to do this interview, so I ended up doing this at a coffee house. And I did it outside and God was even gracious in that where he cleared the area out and it was just me and her out there and it was great. But you might hear some scraping noises or wind sounds. I apologize if you do hear those. So just give you a heads up. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And without further ado, here is my guest, Boomi Laditan. Thank you so much for for inviting me to do this. Oh, thank you. I saw your story on, oh, were you in Good Morning America? 
Yeah, uh, I did the, this year. I did the Today Show. The Today Show, yes. Yeah, and I saw your, I saw them reading some of your um, stories, oh. and I got your book, and I was oh, like, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing! You make prayers so simple and so beautiful." And I'm like, "I oh, have to talk you. to her." Oh my gosh, I'm talking to her. So I'm thank so, you so much, so honored <laughs> to be able to chat with you because oh, I loved loved your book. It's so wonderful. It's such a gift. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That's so kind. Thank you. Yeah. So I kind of want to go in. What caused you to write it? One of my favorite things from your book is the the mango thing. <laughs> it's like, God, why did you make mango seeds so large? And I've been eating mangoes this past week. And I remembered that prayer. And I think I said it out loud. Well, I was with one of my friends. And she's like, what? Like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. They're huge. I have, I'm eating like maybe a third of my mango. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Huge seed in there. Like I just feel most (laughs) seeds and fruits aren't that big. I mean, look at apples. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Super tiny. Apples, pears. Yes. I just feel like, and mangoes are so good. They're so good. They're so good. Imagine if like we had the ratio of of, like, um, if a mango was like an apple in terms of seed size. Right. But then I'm thinking, would we even like mangoes as much if we had so much? Maybe part of the reason we like it is because it's kind of difficult. Maybe because they're so good, and I love they're the yellow so ones. They're so good. Oh, ever- I love all of them. Yeah, we have the yellow ones here too. Oh, and you're in Canada, right? Yes. How's things there? Oh, with all this stuff, it's been okay. I live in Quebec, and they've taken a really conservative approach. Like right now, schools look like they might close again. Oh. They were open with high school doing half half, but they look like they might close again. And we have a curfew. The curfew used to be 8 p.m. You can't be on the streets unless you're oh, walking wow. a dog. Yeah, or driving, you can't be out. Unless you're an essential worker, or you have a job somewhere, like you just wow. can't be out. I know. And then it was eight and now it's 9 30. Wow. I know. It's that kind is of, crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's like a really conservative approach. <laughs> oh my gosh. And we've been like rebelling here in California. We're like, no more. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm from California. I'm from, yeah. I've been here 10 years. I'm from the Bay Area. Oh, okay. Very yeah. cool. Where are you? Where are you? I'm in Fresno. So okay. Like, yes. Yeah. We're in California. Yeah. I love it. And I go I'm, to the, I, I haven't been to the Bay Area, gosh, since my aunt left. My aunt moved from Chicago to the Bay Area. Yeah. It was like, I yeah. cannot afford this. I just, she's like, I can't. She was, it's beautiful here. I love the weather. I'm not in it's snow. Not yeah. I can't do this. So she left. Yeah. And I'm like, dang it. All my family's on the East Coast. And I'm okay. like, finally, I have family I can visit. And she's like, I, I'm out. I can't pay these prices. <laughs> no. Where was she? Oakland, of all places. Yeah. I, I was born in Oakland. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. She lived yeah. in Jack London Square and had this oh, cute. Oh, expensive. So expensive. Had this beautiful two-bedroom apartment. She's like, it's a mortgage what I'm paying for this two-bedroom yes. apartment. I'm like, okay, you, I can't make you stay. Yeah. yeah. It's so expensive out there. Yeah. <laughs> but I know. California's been pretty much open. The schools are open or? Um, they finally started doing it. Our governor, they're putting him up for a recall. And as soon yeah, as they're, they're mad at Governor Newsom. They're mad at him. And so as soon as that started happening, things are starting to open. <laughs> you know what? I've had a change of heart, you know? Yeah, pretty much is what's happened. Come on, dude. Like you could have done this. Months cool. ago. So it's really funny because we all are like, come on, we all know why you're opening things now. But yeah. yeah. But at least it's open. You're at a cafe. None of the restaurants, and they're open, but you can only take out or you can't <sighs> sit down in any, not since 
last like March, April, were, wow. were sit- oh no, no, we had a small stint where you could sit down in like September and fall. They were open for like a few weeks, but now they're closed again. <laughs> No, oh, no, I want to go to a cafe so bad and just sit or a restaurant. I want to go to a restaurant and just like, oh. you know, I miss that. Oh, restaurant. yeah. I didn't realize how much I did until everything shut down. I'm like, I just yeah. want to go see with my friends. Yeah, I miss that. Movies. I miss movies yeah. so much. I love yeah. watching things in a theater, especially like Marvel movies. I'm a big nerd. Oh my gosh, so- me too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I used to be hardcore DC, like hardcore. Yeah. I love the characters. I, I love DC characters, but nothing can touch the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Nothing, Nothing touches it. Nothing. Marvel movies are next level. I know. I know. Absolutely amazing. Just to see everything on Disney Plus, thank God they have it. But I want to sit in a theater and watch a Marvel movie and just geek out with other people. It's just not the same. We're supposed to have movies theaters starting to open soon. Okay. Yeah. Weirdly enough, our movie theaters are open. Like they just opened up, but it's weird. Some things, it's like random schools are open. High schools, halftime, movie theaters, they just opened. They opened gym for, gyms for like two days. Now they close them again today. <laughs> oh. We're all over the place. Oh gyms my gosh. for like three days. And then they're like, nah, never mind. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that's so, so hard. Random. Yeah. So random. Wow. <sighs> right. I, I like movie theaters too. I love going to the movies. Me, me too. Oh, I miss that. I can't wait for the day to go and sit with my friends, get some overpriced popcorn and just sit and watch a movie yeah my heart yeah (laughs) me too oh man oh man all right so i'm gonna have you introduce yourself and i'll tell you why you're awesome and then we'll kind of talk about what led you to write this book and your story thank you okay okay so So my name is boomy laddington i wrote um a book called dear god honest prayers to a god who listens so my book is a collection of prayers that started off as a journal a lot of my books start off as journals and i just went through like a spiritual i guess I went on, like, I started, I don't know, I guess it starts when I was a kid, you know, when I look back on my whole spiritual life. And this was just really me finally getting to understand that God loves me and finally understanding who Jesus is in this time. And it changed everything. <laughs> wow. And I love how honest they are. And I think with prayer for myself, I feel like I have to say all these like lofty, like fancy Christianese words. <laughs> and I remember one time I was doing it and God's like, just talk to me like you would talk to a normal person. What are you doing? And I'm like, but you're God. And he's like, just talk to me. And yeah. so I love that your book, you do that. You're just so honest and so raw. And it's beautiful. Thank you so much. When I wrote it, I was just in this place. You know, when you hit like rock bottom in life, spiritually, in every way, I tried everything except God, except like really having a relationship with him. I I didn't know how to do that. Finally, when I got to the point where I was like, okay, actually, I do need you. I do. I do really need you. And I want the truth. I'm not interested in what kind of appeals to me, but I want, I want the truth. I was in such a place of like, I don't know how to say other than like nakedness, you know, and just don't have any more airs about you. I was just flattened and just crying out really from this place of just brokenness. And I think that's why it comes off so raw because I was feeling so raw. (laughs) Yeah, it really, and it's just so honest, especially some of the times where you could tell this is like a really dark moment in your prayers. They were just so honest, so beautiful and just very relatable. How did find God responding to you when you had these type of prayers? 
Oh, well, kind of like what you said about just talking to him. Well, that I, I never was very good at the lingo, really. Yeah. So I didn't really know how to do that. But also for me, the struggle was, I think just, I don't know, really trusting him. That was always the hard part of, well, can I, even if I talk to this person, like my person, but talk to God, does he really love me? Does he really care? Yeah. What is his love going to look like? His love looks like such different things. People say they love you and then they can be gone. You know, people say, I love chicken and they eat it. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, when you say you love me, <laughs> like, what do you, mean? you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Jesus is his son and he died in a really bad way. You know, he rose yeah. again, but like, and I'm just like, yeah, like, what does your love mean? And I don't even know if I'm answering your question. What was no, your- it is. It's totally <laughs> okay. answering. Yes. 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 <laughs> but yeah, so I was crying out to him and I knew I needed him, but I didn't know if I trusted him. I didn't love him yet. At that point, I didn't love him. I just knew I needed him. Yeah. So, yeah. What does loving God look like for you now? Oh man, um, loving God, it comes from my heart. It comes from the fact that he saved me and he wanted me. I had gone through a lot of my life really denying God, just putting him out of my, I can do it myself. I can do life myself. I can do my right. career myself. Um, maybe you exist, but in my childhood, I was very, very poor in California. We were on food stamps. And so I, I guess I kind of assumed, and we lived in Mill Valley, so it's okay. like the richest, like one of these r- very wealthy places, but we lived on seminary campus, family housing, which is like poverty, kind of um, okay. six of us to like a two bedroom at one point and then three. So it was very difficult for my parents. My parents were immigrants or are immigrants. And I was the first one born here in my family growing up, like seeing all of these rich people and seeing some of my friends who had these huge houses and like enough food, lots of food and their own rooms. And I kind of assumed that it, obviously that life wasn't for me, but maybe God doesn't really take care of us for some reason. He doesn't love us as much as he loves some other people or else things would be better. So I just kind of figured God wasn't really for me. And that's it's okay. He exists, but I have to make my own way. And so I went through life like that. And then I really needed him. When he rescued me, he literally saved my life. Even when I hadn't acknowledged him my whole life, the fact that he stepped in and saved me from myself and healed me. Like he, he took time over months and months. And probably even before I knew he was healing, like healed me and restored me. Someone who at best denied him, at, at worst, probably actually hated him. The fact that he did all of that and and spoke kindly to me, I can't help but love him, you know? And so loving him for me looks like, well, it feels like just this tender spot. And in this world where it's hard to trust people sometimes and, you know, humans are going to let you down. Exactly. They just are. Humans are going to let you down. Even the people we love, sometimes we hurt them. And we never know, especially with COVID, it's taught us we don't know what's coming next. So it's scary. I've always struggled with anxiety and depression in my mind. You know, with all of these things, knowing that he's my rock, he's my safe place. He's, I love Psalm 91 because it describes him like you can hide under his feathers, you know, under his wing. He's that for me. He's like that because I'm his. I'm his child. And so it looks like I talk to him all day and he doesn't share the, the throne on your heart with anybody. So anything getting in the way, he'll ask for that. But that's all he'll ask. He, he, yeah. just, he wants you. He wants you. I just love who he is. <laughs> I, yeah. love who, I love who Jesus is too. He's so kind and gentle and protective. God's a God you can trust. You can trust yeah. him. <laughs>
It's so true. And it's so hard sometimes to kind of like remember that and really settle down on that. That yes, you can trust God. Because like you said, we kind of have humans as our example of failing us. Like for me, I don't have my dad in my life. So given that kind of role to the Lord and put that on him, like, well, if my dad failed me, then so would you. And God's like, no, that's not who I am. So like you said, he's patient and kind and he's working with me as well to let me see like, hey, I am not like your father. He goes, I am better than your father. I love you anyway. And it's a constant reminder and working at the trust thing and realizing and really settling down on, I can trust God. He is not going to hurt me. And he's okay with that. He's Mm -hmm. totally okay with taking that walk with him. I know he knows. Yeah. He knows his children. He knows each of them. He knows our wounds. Mm -hmm. And he knows these things can't be rushed. Even there are times when, okay, you know, you get here and here in the journey with him and you need to stop here. And it's like to get to the next point, you're not ready. He'll sit there and he'll wait with you. He's like, one of my friends described God as a gentleman, you know? Yeah. He doesn't force. And I love that. Like what you said about your dad, it's so true because I have my own issues with my father. And for a long time, it's like when people talked about heavenly father, it's like, I don't even need that. You know? Yeah. I I know what you mean. Yes. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he's like, I'm not human. I don't love like humans do. Yeah. You know? And, and people have their own wounds. That's why they do things to us. And then there are people who like just want to hurt people, but he, he understands all of it. Yeah. And, and he's like, I'm not them. I'm not them. And he's not even offended when no. you think him. Like, he doesn't even get offended. I'd be so offended. I'd yeah. be like, did I do that? I didn't do that. Why yeah. are you blaming me? You know? Like, but exactly. <laughs> He's so patient. And what I love so much about him is he's such a personal God. He's the God of everything, but yes. it's a me and him relationship. And like yes. with you, it's a you and him. So it just blows my mind because I'm an introvert by nature. So I could not imagine having to deal no. with all the people. I would, I'd be like, just no. take me now. Just, I just know. take me now. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, it's been fun. And by fun, I mean terrible. Yeah. And uh, we're going to stop. Flood, yeah. like, <laughs> not flood. I would like Thanos snap. I'd be really kind about yes. it. I, I would Thanos snap. Just blip people. Be like, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Oh, she's struggling. Blip. Oh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> no, that's going to take a long time. Oh, no, 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 no. Snapping all day. I'm seriously, constantly, like Bruce Almighty, how he's just like, is everybody, yes, I'd just be snapping at people constantly. There'd be no one. Be, no. Be so bad. Be gone. The angels are like, Where'd everybody go? I'd be like, it was just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a lot. I mean, too much today. Too much. <laughs> it was too much. <laughs> so funny. I'll try again tomorrow. Make some new people. I'd be like, oh, never mind. <laughs> too much. Oh my gosh. So how have people received your book once you got it written down and put out there? How's it been received so far? Well, I, I was really nervous about that because before I'd written all parenting humor type things, you know, or or the closest I got to it like, was a book of motherhood poetry. And I, I was writing in that. And then this just came out of left field. And it wasn't a book I ever thought I was going to write. I tried to get out of it twice. <laughs> because I, just, like, I was going through it as I was writing it. And sometimes I was just like, oh, I can't do this. You know, I literally said, I can't do it. You guys haven't paid me yet. So we're square. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it just like, it just kept happening. You know, like, oh my goodness. It does the way it just kept my, my editor is a believer and yeah. she would just hear me and, and hear my fear and 
I'm so thankful to God that she just like would hear it and just, she's like these like deep waters, Carolyn, you know, and she'd be like, yeah, I, I feel you. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. Be like, but what's, tell me what's going on, you know? And then I would tell her and be like, okay, I want to do it. Um, <laughs> and so the response has been, it's been really good, which has been strange for me. Cause I, I was expecting 10 people to be like, that's interesting. Okay. Next, you know, but yeah. the response, like, the emails I've gotten were people who are going through things and who wanted something accessible that they felt like they, as like a non-religious person, non, like, I don't know. A lot of people don't feel good enough right. or, or, or fancy enough or knowledgeable enough to feel like they can have a relationship with God or, or pray. So seeing me be quite messy on paper <laughs> Yeah, because I think it helps people. The response has been, it's been good. It's been good. I sometimes get like, you know, especially on social media, I didn't come here for your, for faith stuff. What happened to you? And you're, you're funnier before you used to be funny. And now you like talk about this. And I'm like, yeah, so it's funny. I was also suicidal, but you know what I mean? Like, like what happened to you? I'm like, my life got saved. I, so it's kind of, <laughs> I get where people are coming from when they don't get it. Cause you know, four years ago, I, I never would have thought I would be here talking about these things. To, like, yeah. I never would have thought. But God comes into your life and he changes it in such a way. He saved me and changed me. And he's here every day with me. How can I not talk about it? You know, right. people talk about it when they're in love, when they first get in love with someone and they just can't help talking about it. And yeah, it's annoying with them too, but you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I know what I sound like. I do know I'm annoying, but I can't help it. <laughs> are you okay about going into a little bit of that time before yeah, sure. with suicide and all that because there's yeah. i've had a lot of people in the past who have dealt with that and yeah. also guests yes. who come on and talk about it so i'd love to kind of hear your story and how that yeah. kind of so, all panned out yeah i just i don't know where it came from i've always struggled with anxiety and depression but i think i just took so many like different blows in life hard things divorce and moving and also being an expat so i'm i'm in quebec and in canada but i'm from california i've been here 10 years and it's gotten a lot easier but yeah. being the place where you're not from country-wise is hard i never felt so american and i never feel so american as when i'm here you know <laughs> we have a different culture we have a different way of doing things we have a different way of, of communicating and I love, I love being in Canada, but having to put down roots in a new place is, is kind of difficult and right. doing it with kids. My parents are in Texas now and, and I think it was just very stressful. All of that. Also with my third, I had postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis. I was drinking too, to self-medicate, which I think really spiraled things. I don't think people talk enough about how alcohol can really mess with your mind. You know, there's a lot of jokes about, you know, people drinking more than ever in quarantine and in lockdown. And I'm, I'm sure most people can drink and like be okay, but there's like a percentage of us who, who can't do that. Yeah. And I'm one of those people who. Same here. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's not for me. Yeah. Like, it's fun for a very short period of time, you know? And so my mind just changed and I was going through some hard stuff and I just felt like I couldn't be here anymore. You know, I can't be here anymore. I can't do this anymore. And I got to a place where your mind, something just switches and it's almost like being an autopilot where right. 
it almost feels like something takes over you and it feels very dark. It feels very, uh, is the word malevolent? Is that the word? Like yeah, that word. Like, yeah. You feel like you're in robot mode. Honestly, right. it feels like something just takes over you and that you're a very small part of you is watching this all happen. And so I won't get into like the details, details, but I did look down on myself and, and I looked down on myself and I felt nothing but compassion for mm-hmm. this person I'm looking at. I know it's like, it was me. I just was like, oh, like I'm looking down like, and I, I look like a baby. I look so young, you know? And I looked like, I remember th- like, I don't know. And I'm just thinking, oh, that's like so sad. And all of a sudden I woke up. <laughs> And I knew God had just been like, nope, not yet. And so I'm thankful. Like anything that happened right now, I feel like I'm on his time. You know what I mean? It's almost like there's a before and after, like a BCAD in my my life. And I'm in AD and it's just, it was very hard in the beginning because it's almost like I had to acclimate to being a person again. Yeah. Um, Because being outside of yourself there's like there's this weightlessness it's very different I know what that feels like and it's it's amazing actually but you shouldn't rush it because it feels wrong when it's not right when it's right yeah Um, it feels wrong it did feel wrong so it's not an escape it's not an escape but being here and having life it's like there's another chance to get it right and for anyone who's feeling like that because I know there's I know there's at least one person who's feeling like that life can be better yeah it can be better it feels like this, it would all, I, it's such a lie because you feel like this is it. This is always going to be like this. I got to get out. It's a lie. It's a complete yeah. lie. It's a lie um, yeah. because I'm so grateful every single day. Even some days, you know, are still hard, of course, but I'm so grateful. And it was God who saved me. I know, like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've heard his voice. I felt his touch. It's kind of like, how do you know anything is real? Your senses. I know. I'm not one of those people who are just doing things by faith, you know? Because, yes, I do things by faith every day, but I also know. So, <laughs> yeah. And that knowing is something no one can take away from you ever. N- nobody can take it away from you. No. Yeah. No one at all. <laughs> wow. No one, no one can. <laughs> Man, what an amazing story. I love that you put all of this down for people to read. And so, people who have been in that spot of like depression yes. and suicide, they can read your prayers and be like, me too. Yeah. And know that they're yes. not alone. Yeah, that's what I want more. And when I was deciding to write this, I mean, it was it was his idea. If I could live my life under a rock, complete rock, I would. Like when I started my career online, I was anonymous. (laughs) You know? Oh my gosh! I could just hide all the time. Yeah, I would be like a roly poly under a rock, and I'd be fine. I would be fine. But then he'll have me do things, and I'm like, really? But then he'll have me. He has me think of like just this one person who felt as lost as I did, who was alone as I was, and who doesn't know that there's this God who not not who you can just imagine cares about you, but you can actually feel His love. Right. You know, and He says like, when you seek and you'll find. Like if you make your way to Him, He will like double time make His way to. It's like. Just seek him. Just pray and ask him to reveal himself to you. Do that and ask him. Don't just ask once. Keep asking. Keep reading the word. And it sounds so cheesy. It sounds so like religious, but it's not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, how do you explain it? Yeah, it's so true because the more you look for him, he will make himself known everywhere. Yeah, his whole desire is to like know who we are and to just 
have a relationship with, which is so crazy. Humans can be ridiculous and oh, no. just so difficult. And God's like, I, I want to love you despite all of that, which I know blows my mind. Right? Completely. Like, you want to love me even on my worst day when I'm having the ugliest thoughts and I don't want to be around people. I'm like, I want to just introvert. I would love to hide. God's like, no more hiding. Too bad. No. <laughs> but why? I'm like, but why? I'm a hider. And God's like, I know that. But if you hide, people don't see light. I know. Yeah. It's unfortunate, right? It is. It it's is unfortunate. so unfortunate. <laughs> it is so unfortunate. But it just blows my mind how it just goes after us and he does not stop pursuing. No. No, he doesn't. He's, he's not a yeller. You know, he's not a yeller, but his voice cuts, his soft voice cuts through everything. Mm -hmm. And when you make the decision, he, he won't yell, he won't force you, but he will let you feel the consequences of the things that you're choosing. Like he'll let yeah. you, but not even, but he'll even protect you from some of it. He's so good. He'll like protect you from yourself while you're like in self-destruction mode, not even realizing that and hating him and not even like giving him any credit. <laughs> yeah. His love is completely ridiculous. I, I could yeah. never, I could never. Yeah. I'd be yeah. like, so you, you're going to go off that cliff again? Then go. Yeah, then go. there you go. You there know? you go. So that's, yeah. that's his love. It's really, and he could have been just God. He could have been like, I'm just going to be God, but he wanted to be a father too. Yeah. He actually wanted to be a father. This is parent love. This yeah. is like, you're killing me and I'm getting nothing out of this. <laughs> but I just love you. I just yeah. love you. Describe to me. It's like, when you have kids, I don't have kids yet. Like when you have kids, you will understand you, how God you, loves you. Yes, yeah. Even more so. Like you can, yeah. I, I know that you can understand without and everything. It's like, even if you have, I think honestly, anybody with a pet too, because mm -hmm. pets are messy. I cleaned up vomit, like how many times this week, you know, like pet vomit, they pee, you have to clean their litter and especially cats, you know, oh my gosh, cats won't even acknowledge you really sometimes. <laughs> They're like, but you're you supposed to serve them. me. Yeah. yeah. Cats are like, you're you here to serve them. me. <laughs> you are here to serve me. And I need you to know I'm disappointed. I'm very disappointed in the service here. Like if yeah. I could fire you, I would, I would, That's you can pet me for 0.2 seconds because that feels kind of nice, but like, I'm going to draw blood if you do it more. Okay. Like, <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, I love this animal so much. Like, so <laughs> I feel like people with pets can understand too. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that's how Anytime we are with you God. love something more than yourself. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's such a beautiful relationship. And I was just thinking, cause Easter just passed. Right. I watched like the passion. Yeah. I'm watching it. Me and I'm too, like, I watched the passion. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, this is so hard. I cannot believe he went through that. And so there's that one scene where they're scourging him. And I'm like, I can't even watch this. This is just to think that you could love someone so much that you would put yourself yeah. through that and then put yourself on a cross and be in agony and be mocked and spit. And oh, my gosh, the mocking, the mocking, like, I'm like, the physical pain. Yes, it's yeah. physical pain. It's emotional pain. Yeah. It's mental pain. Yeah. All your friends peaced out it's like every kind of pain every, yeah at the same time yeah and, then god, yeah and then god had to turn away for a bit because he had sinned and he's like he took our sin and god had to reject him say so that too and i'm like i was, could not i can't was do that it. the moment where you said why have you forsaken me yeah i always wondered about you just explained that to me yeah <laughs> yeah because god had to turn away for a second because he had sin right yeah because he took the sin and then because he took it on yeah 
I always wondered about that. Look at you just uh, like explain something to me. Oh, wow. did we just have like a Bible study? I think did so. We did. <laughs> did we just have a Bible study this week? <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, it just it blew, all of that and just watching that scene and like I know knowing that you love someone that much. We weren't even born yet, and God still had us in mind. He's I like, know. yeah. I mean, all it would take is one Roman soldier to look at me the wrong way, and I would be like, you know what? Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. I would be so scared. I'd be like, smite you, smite you. I would, <laughs> I would yeah. probably like, yeah. I poof, couldn't poof. do it. Poof. Snap, 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 snap. Start snapping everybody out. Like, but snap. he'd... too scared. Imagine having the power to get out of it and just being like, no, I'm. Yeah. And still do it. It's, I mean, the scourging scene, that was so crazy. I mean, it's so hard to watch, but I watched it on, I watched it on Saturday night and I'm just like, oh my, that his love exceeded the pain of that. Yeah. Like, and the emotional pain and then read or saw something about how, you know, when he's in the garden of Gethsemane and, and he's praying and it is possible to cry and to sweat blood if you're that stressed. Yeah. And the, the doctor said, no, it's possible. And so he was stressed about it. He was scared about it. He was 100% yeah. human about it. And he's talking to his dad saying, like, if this can pass, let it pass. Like, I just. Yeah. It, I'm so glad it's over, though. I know we still grieve yeah. him, but I'm glad that part is over. Yeah. Like, it's the okay, worst. Like, yeah. yeah, it's the absolute worst. And right now I'm watching The Chosen. Have you seen any of those yet? I'm obsessed with The Chosen. Oh I watched gosh. all of season one. Season two came out on Sunday. I watched, is more than one of them, is more than just the, the first episode of season two out because I saw the first one. So the second one's coming out on Tuesday. Okay, next yeah. Tuesday. Next, next Tuesday, Tuesday at six. I, okay, I, 6 p.m. What so your like, time, probably, your time. So six, so my no. Oh my gosh. Or maybe it's not, no, is it nine your time? Because I, I, I think it's either six my time or nine your time. It might be six six Pacific, nine Eastern or something like yeah. that. Yeah, because that makes sense. They wouldn't do it like nine your time and midnight. Yeah. Eastern. I love it so much. That show, I know it's a God thing because the like you feel it, right? Like Yes. Oh, that show is so amazing. It's so so amazing. And just it's so amazing. The way the stories in there, and it makes you want to go back and read the books over for yourself. My favorite yes. scene is almost, the, I have two favorites. The one where they're lowering the guy down into the, yes. into Zebedee's into house. house. Yes. Yeah. And Jesus looks up at the Ethiopian and is like, your faith is beautiful. I love, that's one oh. of my favorite scenes. Like I know. I, I, instant I know. tears. I'm like, just start crying. And then the, the second is when she's at the well yes. with him. This that. Oh. oh, that's my first favorite scene. Oh my gosh. The part where he says, when he's like, oh, what does she say? Did she say they won't talk to me? Or she says like, everyone's rejected me. Everyone's rejected me. And when he says, I know, and he has tears in his eyes. Yes. Oh, instant tears. Just, <laughs> it's the best. When, and, and, and they're talking and he has tears in his eyes. And she's like, she's like pouring out her heart. Like everybody's rejected me. She's like, hearts and minds, you promise? Hearts and minds now? It's not going to be about hills and, and built like, oh. Yeah. And just that he chose her. You know, I've always loved that he chose the Samaritan woman. 
Yeah. And this Samaritan woman yeah. with the past. She had a past. She was part of the wrong people. Yeah. You know? And why she was there by herself. It does make you want to read it after the season two first episode. Oh my gosh, when John was writing the like book of John yes. and and like when he wrote like and, and then I went back and I was reading it's like in the beginning is the word and the word is with God and how he came to that like yes. conclusion to write that and then the flashback when they're in the Samaria oh my god oh, it's, it's even the parts they add I know some parts aren't like in the but it's just oh. Yeah, it's so beautifully done. And one of my favorite parts from the season two is where Jesus is talking to that that guy that he went to kind of sow the the guy's field and they're sitting at the fire and the guy tells him like what he did to the other Jew and how he left him for dead and like he was so worried about it. And then Jesus is like, I want to let you know that he's okay. And the guy really starts crying and they all get up to leave and Jesus, we need to leave early because you don't know who might be waiting for us to (laughs) meet us in the... (laughs) I was like, that is awesome. That made him so human. And I just love how they do that. Jesus made jokes. Jesus had a sense of yeah. humor. He sometimes painted in such a serious light. Yeah. And I'm like, oh he, no, he absolutely has a sense of humor because God absolutely. does. Yeah. Does. Oh, my other favorite joke was when they're at um the Samaritan woman's husband's house and he's like talking about the rooms and he goes like, oh, and this one's haunted by my grandmother. And Jesus goes, oh, I'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh so hard, and the guys I'll take are like, that one. "I." And the guys were hilarious. Oh my gosh, just so awesome! And I love how they do that and they portray. They do an amazing yeah. job. I love that show. I'm so glad that Dallas created it. And his story behind I it too know. is so cool. Like I listened to like I don't know the story. Oh, he did an interview that said that he had a movie that it failed. Okay. And he was about to give up, didn't want to do, he was like, I don't know if I should be doing this, going to give up. And then the Lord told him, I will provide, he's, he's like, I will provide, you need someone to have the loaves and the fishes, just you, all, all you need to bring, and I will multiply the rest. Wow. And this is just pretty much how kind of the chosen started. I'm, and I'm probably doing a bad job of like, no, you're doing a great job. Yeah. I get it. That's how he was at his like wits end of, should I keep doing this? And then this wow. happened and I'm so glad and how it's impacted people and how people are paying it forward. And it's just amazing. Oh my gosh. The impact. I saw like an update where it was like the, the fifth most downloaded yeah. app. It was above like Disney Plus and, and Hulu. It was wild. It's amazing. And it just shows how people are so hungry for Jesus and yes. for God and to be really, truly loved. And I think the lockdown yeah. showed a lot of this. I know with us, when our churches and all stuff got shut down, uh, when you realize like, how much of a gift it was to be able to have that, you're like, oh my yes. gosh. And how people were just so hungry when you're threatened with life, possibly yes. taken away and illness and yes. like the fear and how much people needed the Lord. I, I know that God used this time because he doesn't oh, yeah. waste anything. He, no- nothing. he used this time and... I know it just like so much, you know, just actually people just having to be with their families and so many stories of healing and families because people couldn't run away anymore. Mm-mm. You know, they couldn't, you can distract yourself and say, okay, I'm not going to deal with this problem. I'm just going to get out of here. It's also hard because people in domestic violence situations exactly. leave. So I, I, I hope those were like, I know that I, I don't want to in any way make it sound like it, COVID was a good thing, but just like the healing for some people that have come out of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like with my kids, like, homeschooling was not something that I 
Some, my ministry, okay? Yeah. It's not my ministry. <laughs> As they say, but in being kind of forced to do it with two of mine, I learned so much about how they learn and I learned about their strengths and I learned about just kind of how to support them in school once they do go back. So many like wonderful things came out of it, but I know it's, it's a pandemic. So yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not cool. I know that. I know, same. People are like, not okay. And I found the same for myself because I didn't realize how much I was so almost worshiping the busy Yes, and then me too. everything was taken away. And then I was yep. like, able to breathe and be like, oh, this is what it's like to have downtime. I know. All of a sudden and you have nothing but. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I was drowning before until everything was taken I away. Know. What was I doing to myself? And God's like, see, it was, it was awful that COVID happened, but it was also a blessing because it just kind of took away all the junk and just boiled it down to what was important and what I needed to get done and relationships. Yeah. And it was just, it took away all of their stuff. And I remember around April, May going outside because you really couldn't do anything else but go outside and exactly. just seeing kids. I would see kids are out playing for usually people were on their People were tired of being on technology. They were out playing, yeah. riding bikes and yeah. out talk, neighbors were talking to each other. But before you weren't doing that because you were just so no. focused on you and what you need to do for you. It yes. was just, it, it just reset everything. It, it really did. I never talked to my neighbors as much as I did then. And even now we've kept it up. Cause I, I, all of a sudden, you know, I'm like over the, over the, the yard and it's like the next people. And you're talking to people asking if they've heard anything. Are they okay? People are, I have this one neighbor. Oh, so sweet. When back when it first started, started and everyone was terrified of going to the grocery store, you know, like I, I was running out of fruit and I, you know, it's, it's fruit goes bad quickly. It's the first thing that goes was produce. And I was, I kind of like really having a lot of anxiety about the grocery store. And it was this Friday night and she just gave me this big bag and there was a pineapple in it. And there was all like this fruit Aww. and vegetables. And it was just the most amazing thing. And there was even lotion in there. And it's funny because I've been washing my hands a lot and I needed a lotion because <laughs> I've been, I was washing my hands like, you know, like really intense. And so a lot of things happen, a lot of like, stars across this like really dark dark sky kind of like these stars like shown shown through this really difficult time you know yeah he doesn't waste anything he, he doesn't, doesn't. Anything. he really yeah. doesn't i'm learning that with yeah. god nothing is ever yeah. even when you feel like this was horrible well how are you gonna make anything good out of this and one of my favorite verses yeah. is what um was meant for evil god meant for good Yes. I love that. I love, jo in fact, yes. I love Joseph's whole story. Joseph's story is one of my favorite in Genesis. This guy went through the worst. Oh my, Everything. 13 years, 13 years of being a slave. And then in this dude's house where he was a slave, the lady threw him in jail. I know, and I know. things were looking up. They were looking yeah. up. Yeah. And then bam, Just, that's the point where I would have quit. I would have quit at that point. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? Nope. <laughs> I'm out. No. Yeah. Peace. I tried. Nobody said I didn't try. You know what I mean? I mean, first of all, his brothers. Yeah. Joseph, Joseph, Joseph I, I feel like Joseph said too much. Not to criticize, you know. He did. He did, like he, he did he really say did. a lot. Yeah. You know, he did say a lot. You know, well, I kind of say a lot too, but <laughs> maybe if you have dreams about people worshiping you and your family, you know, like. You so, said to yourself. Maybe that's right. the you and God thing. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, your journal, your journal, a blog, maybe. It could be like yes. a blog, <laughs> blog like post. private blog, private <laughs> yeah. blog post, but you know, unpublished kind of a thing, you know, in yeah. drafts, that went in drafts. All these things happened to him, like terrible things and how God just like redeemed him. 
And how he forgave too. That was the part that was yes. just because forgiveness is hard. It is. It is so hard. It's not a joke. It's no joke. It's not a joke. And Jesus is like seventy times seven, seven times. You just have to forgive. He forgave us, which is yeah, amazing because we can do some really dumb things. And God's like, okay, I forgive you. Forgive that person over there, and it can be so difficult. I know. I mean, he said 70 times 70. So that's 4,000, you know, 4,900. So yeah. I feel like it's exactly 4,000. So I'm like, okay, fine. So four, so that's the number. Okay. I know he probably meant like infinity, but that's not what he said. Yeah. That's not what he said. He said yeah. 70 times 70, which is a very specific number, you yeah. know, and depending on how you calculate grievances, you know. So I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, listen you know but i know we're supposed to forget it's very hard and i i wrote about that just because he taught me about forgiveness and how important it is and what unforgiveness does unforgiveness turns into its own devil that torments you yes that that forgiveness is not even something that we can do on our own we need his help to do it and when saying like i forgive somebody one thing I, I often say is like, help me to forgive first, help me. And he'll give you like the grace to forgive. People think of the word forgiveness as a pardon. It's not that it's letting go. It's releasing yeah. it and releasing that person and releasing the situation, releasing your need to go over it, releasing your need to suffer or yeah. releasing the suffering for you, for you so that the healing can take place so that the healing can happen. And it's not an easy thing at all. It's not easy. No, we need him for that. All. We, we sure do. We really, really do. Also, unforgiveness eats away at you. It that... eats away. It does not protect you. No. It doesn't protect you. It does not make you stronger. Mm-hmm. None of the things that unforgiveness pretends to do, it doesn't do any of those things. It eats at you. And yeah. it changes you. Yeah. The incident continues to take from you in unforgiveness. Yeah. And not saying that hurt is not hurt because you are hurt. You can, you, you are victimized. You are hurt. This is wrong. But what forgiving does, it allows you to, to let go of this burden. It's God saying, let me take this burden from you. I am not going to violate your free will by, by grabbing it out of your hands. God is not a grabber. He's not a yeller. But mm-hmm. he's going to say, I, I see that that's hurting you. It's almost like holding onto something super hot or holding onto something jagged and you're not even realize it's cutting you. Yeah, you know? right. Or it's burning you. That's right. what it is. And you think that you need to hold on to it because you need it to be fixed or you need you need um, vindication. Right. Or, or that if I let go of it, it means that I wasn't hurt. But none of those things are true. You can be healed and God will deal with the rest. He, he will. He really will. He really, really will. Yeah. He's, not, he's just. He's just. He, he is. His justice is way better than what we could ever dream up exactly yeah he's always like let me handle it yeah it does nothing it does nothing for you absolutely zero it doesn't i've tried yeah. i've tr- same <laughs> i've tried i've tried yeah i've tried and it just it does nothing it creates a block where god can't yeah. really use you or get to you or talk to you Mm-mm. when you've got that he's like let me remove it from you and then yeah yeah and then you also you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't realize you're stuck, even if you build a life from that place, it's a life built on what this, what someone has done to you. So it's like, you're almost 
letting this person or letting this situation have such a high place in your life, if your whole life is built in reaction to it, and then you're reacting in ways you don't even realize you're reacting because of how, you know what I mean? It's just this whole kind of unconscious thing. And I know forgiving is hard. You don't want to let people feel like they're getting away with things. Right. You don't want to move on. If I, at least if I stay here, then I'm in control. But right. you're, you're not. You're not in control. You're not. Ask me how I know. You know, you're not. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Oh. This has been an awesome interview. I've loved getting to talk with you. This has been so, so great. I love talking to you. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. And same. This has been so, so, I feel like I'm talking to like an old friend. This has just been wonderful. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I absolutely love this. So what are your goals for this year? What do you want to do more for the book? My goals for this year, let's see, 2021. Well, I'm I'm writing, I actually am writing, dear God, prayers for my children and their prayers specifically. Yeah. I prayed for my kids and, and to help people know, like, prayer is such a huge tool. It's the number one parenting tool. I know it sounds so dumb. How could that be? Like you're making wishes in the sky. No, prayer changes things. Prayer is so powerful. If we could see, like we use our natural eyes, but if we could see in the spirit, what prayer does, we would never stop doing it. We would never stop doing it. It would be something we did constantly because it changes things. It changes. I almost wish somebody should make like a movie where you can see it and see the bridges it builds and the things it tears down and the coverings it puts over people that you love. It's real. I've experienced it. And so I'm writing this one about prayers for my children. That's going to be in different categories and just real prayers that I pray for my children and, and just helping parents realize that it's something like so powerful that they can do. Parenting is so scary in a lot of ways. You know, you yeah. bring a human into this world. It's like, yeah. nice, you yeah. know, <laughs> we didn't know, you know, yeah. <laughs> 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 here now, but they're here now. So, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> and so we can't be everywhere with them, especially as they get older and they all have their own destinies. They have their own walk with God and there's a million things trying to, trying to get at them. And so prayer is such a, a huge thing that, that we can do. So yeah, I'm writing that. And then I'm writing another book and but my, my goals, I think, I don't know what my goals, I think um, every day I hope to, to do what I can and, and be okay with it and to stay close to not let anything get between me and, and, and God to know, to know Yeshua more, to know Jesus more, get closer to him. I'm still kind of getting close to him. I feel like, cause I've been talking to God so long and I've had dreams where Jesus has come into my dreams. And I feel like I'm like, it's a relationship that I'm getting to know him more and more. And he's so kind and he's so gentle. I'm naturally kind of with, people you know it was like eh, you know yeah. and and he knows that so even in my dreams he'll stay a little bit of what you know but I want to get to know him like more and I want to to I don't know just like to to do his will I know his his will is a good one he wants to yeah. help people he wants to heal people in situations he wants to turn people toward the light you know right and so I want to help in whatever way and I want to walk every day. I'm trying. I walk my dog, so I keep walking every day. I, yeah. I want to kind of do Pilates, but I know I won't. So there's that. <laughs> I want to eat in a restaurant too. Yeah, that is a good goal. <laughs> yeah. I want to eat in a restaurant when they come. They bring you the. It's so exciting when they bring the food. Like I love yes. that moment. It's the best. You're like, oh, what am I gonna just dig into? I love it. I know. And like you think it might be yours, but it's like, oh, it's somebody else. And then you think it might be yours, and it is yours, and it's like, I love that. 
<laughs> she's like yes yeah, about to go down Mom. in my mouth i know they're like is everything like okay here and you're like, yeah. like it's fine go away don't look yeah. at me don't look, look at me, me. <laughs> <laughs> this been awesome my final question for you is when did you decide that you were brave oh man i'm not i i never have decided i'm brave when did i decide i'm brave i don't know I don't feel, oh no, that's not true. Okay, no, okay. Actually, something happened online where, okay, that's a really like timely question because something actually did happen online where a post of mine was kind of taken, I think the wrong way by a lot of people, but I knew that it was the way that I was supposed to post it. I, I know sometimes when he asked me to do things and so I knew he asked me to do this thing, but a lot of people were also upset. And the next day, I was kind of like stressed because I don't want to hurt people. But at the same time, I have to do things. I know what it is to be out of his will. I don't want to live there again. I love being in his will. It feels very good, even when there's like consequences here on earth. And so I felt kind of like nervous and I kind of felt attacked too. But the next day I posted like that I stand by everything I said. Yeah. And I, I think I felt brave but I felt him kind of I knew he was behind me so that's what made me brave and I realized that yes he'll have me go places but he won't have me go there alone so that makes me feel brave I love that (laughs) I love that this has been awesome I have absolutely (sighs) loved talking with you I love talking to you too oh and I want to be texting friends yes okay I will no, give I'll give you my my email address. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. We're going to text you Wait, my phone number. Te- I also have WhatsApp. Do you use WhatsApp? Oh, I do. I have WhatsApp. Do? Yeah. Yeah. And let's get in the WhatsApp. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to email you my number. Ooh. What kind of books do you like to read? Oh my gosh. So I, I'm also a writer too. I actually started writing. God's like, you're going to be a podcaster. I'm like, I'm going to do what now? And so, like I said, I'm a hider. So I'm like, I don't like to do any of this, but God yeah. has made it, has blessed it huge. So I'm like, okay, I'll keep doing this. Wow. I actually love talking to people and one on one, not like group setting, but one on one, love it. And so, where was I going with this? So I'm, I love. I kind of like dystopia, like if the world is ending kind of type books. And that's the style I like to write into. I also am a huge space nerd. So anything (laughs) space related, (laughs) I love, I love to read. It's a problem. I have books all over my house. Yes, I do. I need to update it more, but I do. I know. I don't update. I I just want to, I want to like, I like knowing what people are reading and see if I can find some new stuff to read. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I ended up doing book reviews for Baker. I think it's Baker book. Yeah. So if you have a blog and you promise to write a 75 word review, you get free books. I'm like, where? Yeah. I will send you any from any, from any, you have to write 75 words. Like a blog, like a review for them. And so you how, put a review. How long is 75 words? What is that? It's not what too bad. Like? Okay. Uh, like maybe like that. It's like that much. Okay. But okay. like, yeah, you just, you just do write, you write a review for them and you have to post it on like Amazon or Goodreads and then you get books and you review these like new oh, release easy. books. I've been doing it for a while that I just got way too busy. And so I like got behind, but it's so great. So I found a ton of awesome writers that way. And some of it's regular, some of it's Christian fiction. That's actually really legit. There's some like- What's your favorite Christian fiction? 
oh my gosh, there's this person called, oh, what is it? Oh, it's called the the girl behind the red rope and it is by ted oh my gosh ted and rachel it's a daughter and father combo that they got together i'm gonna i'll email it to you because i'm afraid this is gonna zoom might kick me off but the girl behind the red rope send that on to me it is so good and it's kind of like an allegory to fear and kind of a religion it's it's really really good i have to read this it's really good. Like I read it in one day. I didn't do anything but read the book. I've read Amazing. it twice. And then they have a follow-up book that kind of follows what, Oh, it's so, he's so, so good. I'll have to send it. Decker. Yes, please. Ted Decker. And oh, the, Ted and, Decker. Yeah. Yes. He's I have some children's books. Oh, my best friend loves him. Oh, oh he's so yeah. good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this has been amazing. This has. We're, we're friends now. We are friends. This is awesome. <laughs> That's my friend dance. <laughs> i love it okay make sure i think i sent it to the right email all right perfect thank you so much thank you this was so fun i loved every yes. second of this same here <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank i'll you. see you later perfect bye bye hey guys wasn't that such a fun interview i had such a blast talking to her and full disclosure before the interview i was just struggling I am an introvert and I have been getting worn out on like Thursdays and usually I get worn out on Fridays because I've been working with kids all week and I just am like tired and usually Friday nights I kind of just turn myself off but now it's earlier now it's Thursday and so I was just like desperate my god I have to do this interview I am so weary so worn out and then I ended up texting some friends and saying hey I can't make bugs saying that I just need a break. I'm just really worn out, overwhelmed. And they prayed for me. And that was the most fun interview I had ever had. So for my friends, Andrew and Jenny, thank you so much for your prayers. It was such a blessing to be able to talk with Boomy. And I just had such a fun time interviewing her. So I'm going to read a couple of the prayers from her book. This one just makes me laugh because I've had these moments and I love her honesty in her prayers and in her book, because I believe that the God wants us to be honest and he doesn't want us to like sugarcoat it for us. Him. I mean, he wants us to tell him exactly how we feel. David did it in the Psalms and I just need to do this. I'm saying this for myself is to be honest with God and your prayers. And I feel like Boomy does that amazing. And so I'm going to read one. She says, dear God, sometimes all the time, daily, every five minutes, I look at the world and know exactly why you flooded it. Me. That's one that I really thought was funny. It made me laugh out loud. And then this one I thought was absolutely beautiful. It's a little longer. It says, Dear God, on the days I can't remember who I am, when my name is sullied beyond repair and by my own standards, confused, I try to remember who you are. And then the thought comes, what if I've made you up? What if, in my desperation for someone to love me despite my repeated failings, to absolute, to absolve me of all I have done wrong, What if I drew you out of the smoke rising out of the ashes of my dreams? But no, even if the miracles I've seen were all hallucinations, blessings, luck, interventions, coincidences, even if grace is a gentle mental mechanism, you're far too beautiful for me to have created. I could have never. Nothing I've been told about you, nothing I've learned about you, has come close to the untouchable, unmanageable beauty that is feeling your soft, sweet, holy, and majestic presence, and none of it was of my design. So you're real, in here, with me. Not as vapor merely exists above a quiet lake at dawn, but here by your own choice. 
being here with me. Help me to feel you. Help me to be still and know that you are God. You are the one thing in my life I cannot, I will not live without. Love me. Isn't that beautiful? I'm going to put her book in the show notes. Definitely pick it up. It's absolutely beautiful. She's also writing a children's book later, which is super exciting. And I will put everywhere you can find her on socials and website. She's was such a delight to talk to and loved her book. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Here are my three asks for the week. I'm just going to give you guys a heads up. My website is down. I accidentally deleted it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a whole other story. So to subscribe, you can go to at, look up the Brave Podcast. You'll see my face. And just click subscribe there for right now. My a Peach and Kelly is actually still up. I haven't taken it down yet. So if you want to go to www.apeachandkelly.com, go to the contact us. You can still get a hold of me there because that site isn't completely taken down. And I can put you on the email list that way. I'm so sorry that happened with the deleting of my website. I can't believe I did that, but here we are. So yeah, you can definitely get a hold of me that way. Also on Instagram, Facebook, or you can email me at apeachandcali.gmail.com or at gmail.com. Yeah. Thank you guys. So first, subscribe, either iTunes or the email list. Second, ratings. I absolutely love getting ratings from you guys. I so appreciate having you listen every week and tune in and the support that you get. It is a huge blessing to me. And then finally, share the episode with a friend. If you have a friend who needs to hear today's episode, podcast episode, go ahead and share it with them. Thank you guys so much. And I want to give you guys one more heads up before I go. The month of June and July, the podcast will not have any new episodes. I'm going to take a little summer vacation like we used to do when we were in grade school. I envy all children for that. I miss summer break. So I'm going to take a podcasting break. I may play some old episodes within that break. I'm still trying to decide, but I will let you guys know. Thank you so much for being a part of the Brave Podcast, and we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye.